Welcome to Splainin', the podcast where two guys explain stuff to each other that they should know, but don't. I'm Jeff Sims. I'm Evan Smith. Welcome, Evan. Is it things or stuff? It's definitely... You said stuff, but immediately I went, things. Hang on. Welcome to Splainin', a podcast where two guys explain things. 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 It's things. things. Yeah. That's okay. I'm sorry, buddy. No, it's fine. Do you want to do it again? I didn't mind stuff. Well, I guess it's, it's the same thing. Stuff. Or things. They're both very vague. They're both very vague, yeah. uh, appropriately vague. Uh, <laughs> and I was listening to, well, you were too, the, um, our test episodes yes. in the last couple of days because we were thinking with baby coming, my baby coming, not our No, baby. our baby coming. <laughs> uh, our baby will be here soon. You've got but... some splendid. <laughs> <laughs> with my baby coming any day now, we're like, maybe we could break out one of those test episodes mm-hmm. and use it as like a sort of um rainy day fun rainy day fun placeholder episode yeah anyway we ruled them out immediately <laughs> immediately they were very bad i got through nine minutes yeah i got through probably five of the other one now that being said if the intro portion if we had to cut a little bit it might have been a little bit interesting like the content it might have been but it still so. wasn't very good i don't think it was very good at um all. but anyway my point being i think in that we said stuff i think the original scripted not scripted but lack of scripted was yeah. stuff not things uh-huh yeah anyway this conversation has gone on for too long moving forward and we move forward <laughs> so we were off last week we were off last week tell first us week what did you do ever. i was at the janeway oh so we thought Harrison had a UTI. Mm. Anybody who's done potty training before, I'm sure, has gone through a similar thing. He didn't, but no. he had. The, we call we now refer to it as Harrison's Janeway adventure <laughs> because he had <laughs> the best time. It ended with him having like the biggest bo- uh, glass of juice he's ever had in his life, and p- with his feet in the sink playing with water while Tiffany was holding the cup trying to get him to pee into it. <laughs> but he was having the best time. Uh, it was he, eleven o'clock before he got home. You didn't actually ever tell me. Tell you what? That whatever happened. Oh, yeah, that's what happened. Oh, well, he just sat in the sink and... Yeah, sat in the sink, drank some juice, had the best time, charmed all the nurses, and then we got, we got the test results the next day, and he didn't... Nothing was wrong, and he moved forward and was fine. So was it psychological? We don't know. Mm. Probably. Okay. Maybe. Don't know. He was screaming hurt, and then he kept saying bum. He thinks bum is everything from the waist down. Is it not? <laughs> you got some later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. Um... But yeah, he was like poking around at the front, but saying bum. And we were like, so what's hurting? Anyway. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. Might have been psychological. Who knows? Who knows? But well, he's fine. Moral of the story is, is he's fine, and that's great. And then we couldn't... So that was the night we were supposed to record, which is we record every Sunday and then get the episode to you on a Thursday. Yep. But then Jeff was out of town working. Mm-hmm. I was. Um, which is less interesting, but it still Less happened. interesting, but still happens. So then we couldn't record that way. Mm-hmm. So then we just had to take the week off, and that's okay. And that is okay. And and no one cried. As far as we know. Except for Harrison. And Peter Andrew McDonald. <laughs> yeah. And, but I, I don't think he had listened to anybody at that point. He started listening after that last week episode didn't air. Listened yeah. to them all. Twice. Twice. <laughs> and was like, um, where's the next episode? It's like, why aren't you guys doing work? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I know. Why aren't we doing work? Well, now we are. We're back at it. We're it's it's round two, everybody. This is season two of Splainin'. season two. Simba's pride, <laughs> Jafar's return, uh, the king of back Thieves. in the habit. <laughs> is direct? Anybody? No. Maybe. Great movie. It is a great movie. Speaking of great movies, come on. Um, Star Wars. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not joking. That's shocking. Uh, no. Um, into the Wild. Have you seen that movie? 
I have not, but I saw something about it the other day. Yeah, the bus. Yeah, yeah. So do you don't, do you know the story at all? No, I keep th- whenever I think into the wild, I think where, where the, the wild, wild things, things are. are. Yeah, no, not the same thing. Not no, no monsters running through the jungle. No monsters running through the jungle. Okay. No, it's actually um, quite a beautiful story. Right. Uh, I'm not going to get too much. Is in- it Reese Witherspoon? In it? No. Oh no. Okay. Um, Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> oh yeah, it just took me a second to be like, who the hell is she? But no, I yeah, she doesn't no. have her spoon. No, she, she it's Reese without her spoon. <laughs> <laughs> she left her spoon at home. Yeah. Uh, no, it's actually quite a beautiful movie. And yeah. uh, Catherine and all of her friends do their little movie night where right. they every week they'll watch two movies, like a book then, club, but like a book club, a movie yeah. club. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was their choice. Or well, that was my choice. I recommended it to them mm-hmm. since all of her friends are recommending stuff for us to do. So right. I was like, you know. Uh, and yeah, it's a really great movie. And okay. that's where my story goes. <laughs> it's not important Did at they all. all enjoy it? Was there uh, unanimous decisions on it? Or? No, Catherine hated it. She cried a lot. And that's why she hated it? Yeah, because oh. it was very emotional. Yeah. Oh, I like a good cry in a movie. It's a it's a very beautiful movie, actually. You want to go cry, watch... Um... Oh God, Steel Magnolias. Mm. I am Sam. I am Sam. Oh man, about a girl. About a girl. No. Nope. About a boy. Nope. My girl. My not girl. A, not about a girl. Yeah. My girl. I was not prepared for that. No, that's. I, don't I think was I've ever not seen it. ready. For, you haven't seen it? No. Oh, don't. Yeah, I don't. Think don't I see will. it. It's, it's a Steve, great movie. It's Stephen King, right? No. I think it is. If it is, that would be the weirdest no. Stephen King no, movie it's of not all Stephen time. King. But there's one similar. Not similar, but my dead girl. <laughs> oh, no, um, no, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, but there's a movie that like you wouldn't expect to be Stephen King, and it is. And I was thinking it has to do. Oh, Stand by Me. Mm-mm, don't know. Similar storyline, I think. Bro, haven't bo- seen boom. either. Boom. Bro, bo- boom. <laughs> dum, 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 dum. Are you thinking of the How I Met Your Mother one? Have you seen that episode? No. <laughs> So, I mean, I have, but I'm trying to think of the. Neil Patrick Harris meets his half brother. Oh, which yes, is, and they're playing the piano. They're playing the piano, and his, dad? his dad is, um, I think, it's Al Green, like famous. Yeah, yeah. Black he didn't meet him. He knew his. He knew his brother all along. Yes, right. And, and they, oh, and his brother meets his dad. Yeah, yeah. and his, yeah, it's what's his name from whose whose line is it anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Wayne Brady. Yeah, and then his dad, I think it's Al Green, or it's one of these guys, mm. and um, or Smokey Robinson or somebody. And uh, so he, they're singing along. <laughs> when the night, when the night, and yeah. Neil, Neil Patrick is just going like, oh, it's so great. It's, it's so great. It's so great. Yeah. Neil Patrick Harris is a gem. I watched that. Somebody, I just had Neil Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Did you actually? Yeah. Neil I, pa- do you know who Patrick Stewart is? No. Oh, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Like yes. X-Men. Yes. That's what I was thinking of. Neil, but Patrick, Neil Patrick Stewart. Stewart? <laughs> a blend. A blend. A mixed a cocktail. A Melbeck Shiraz. So, Jeff. Evan, let's do this. Uh, who's first? You are. Am I? Okay, well then, here's what I'm going to explain to you. Um, so this week, Jeff asked me to explain to him computer code. Computer code. Uh, and I'm going to attempt to do that. 0010011. What did I just tell you to do in computer code? Explain computer code to you? No, no, no. But like, what what did I just say to you in computer? Do you actually know? I'm at... Never mind. Oh, oh, I see. You're quizzing me on whether I learned enough about computer code to explain it to you. Maybe. No, I don't know what you just said. Okay. Well, I, I don't think you said... Anyways, let's move on. 
<laughs> I thought you were making a joke. And I was like going along with you. And I was like, you said, please explain computer code to me, Evan. And I was going to say, I replied with, absolutely, Jeff, here we go. Oh. But you were doing a different bit that mm. I wasn't following. Yeah, no, it's okay. We'll, okay. we'll get there. We, we took a week off, so we're not on the same wavelength. As, absolutely. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, we spent, we did hang out during that week, but we just wrecked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so a good place to start with is some fundamental terms that we should understand. And... Um, to help with that is special guest, computer science prof from the University of Toronto, Paul Grease. Paul? Paul. Thanks so much for coming here today. We, listen, we know you're super busy with COVID-19 and everything. It's, uh, it's really great to have you here. I thought if we actually could get Paul Grease to come in, I mean, I'd make him sound famous now. I don't know who he is, but no. this is who's giving me all the information. So if we'd play a theme song, but Grease is the word, is the word that you heard. He's got code, he's got meaning. Yep. And now it's G-R-I-E. S. G R I E. Yeah. G R I E S. Grice? I think it's Grease. I think he said it in the episode, in the video I watched. Oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, I made me think of that. Um, he says programming is like cooking, mm. it's like a recipe in a cookbook. It's a step by step, including certain ingredients in certain amounts until you get to the desired end product. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Um, an algorithm is another word we need to understand, which is just a uh, sequence of steps yep. so that when you perform them, they accomplish a task. So programming is a series of algorithms. Yep. So like when you make a cupcake, um, while they're baking, you go make your icing. And when the cupcakes come out done, you combine your cupcake algorithm with your icing algorithm, Ooh. and then you have your full cupcake. I love this analogy. Right? That's his analogy, not yeah. mine. Well, but, now I'm hungry. Um, now he deep dives with these analogies of the baking, so just be prepared. Um, <laughs> so a program is, I think this one's mine though. A program is the cake, which is the finished product. Yep. Programming is the act of making the cake. Yep. And the algorithm is the recipe for said cake. Yeah, so that sort of helps you understand those three concepts. Makes sense. Um, there are a couple of fundamental principles involved with coding that things stem back to. So there's loops. Um, so it's an algorithm when repeated until a desired effect is achieved. So it's, again, Paul says, when you're making soup, you add salt, uh-huh. you taste, you repeat. So you just keep adding Or you're salt. whisking. Uh, you just keep whisking until it is yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah. Oh sure, gosh. whisking, yeah. yeah. Or like you add salt, you taste it, you go, need more salt, add salt again, taste it. Yeah. So, just keep so can I code now? Yep. Do I code? You code now. Yeah. Um, and then if statements. And this seems to be the one that keeps coming up. This is a big one. So like if this happens, then this happens. So uh-huh. another cooking example is if you're making pancakes and the recipe says, if you're using an egg, use half a cup of water. If you're omitting the egg, use three quarters of a cup of water. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. So it's if this, then that. Uh, so like in coding, so online banking, you go to withdraw from your account at the ATM. There'll be a code in that ATM that says, um, if they do not have the amount in their account for the requested funds, then cancel transaction, right? So if you've got $19 and you want to take out 20, mm-hmm. it'll cancel it. Mm-hmm. And that's a code that would be in there, right? Why'd you say for me, 19 and $20? <laughs> it's hey, more man. like nine and $10. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's way too much money. Yeah. Uh, a computer makes these decisions incredibly fast over and over and over, depending on the action that you take, right? Yeah. It, is, it takes them less than a second, obviously. Yep. Bill Gates says that computer programming is really a little bit of math and then some if statements in its simplest form. That's all it is. When first learning coding, he started with tic-tac-toe. He taught a computer how to win at tic-tac-toe. So you would just, if there's, if your player playing does two zeros then, or O's, then you had to do an X to cancel it out. He taught the computer that so that the person winning, or playing rather, could never win against the computer. Right? It's like the easiest principle to teach it if. Yeah. If the person playing does this, you computer do that. That was the ba- most basic form that Bill Gates did. Okay. Anything with a plug or a battery uses computer code. I found this interesting. Anything with a plug or a battery. 
It's like a lamp. Yeah. A lot um a lot of like now it's a little bit more technologically advanced than like lamps and stuff like that. But anything yeah. with like a lithium ion battery, like anything with like a new right. battery system in it will have I guess coding, but it tells when yeah. to tell the power supply to stop cutting power to the appropriate yeah. item. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like it's not a computer in what we think of a tangible computer, but it's it's a, a machine that does a thing. <laughs> I thought that was really smart until it came out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, so the craziest part is that computer programmers need to teach the computer how to react to every possible scenario it can be put in. So a YouTube video by Texplanations uses the analogy of giving someone directions on how to drive somewhere when they don't know how to drive a car. So scenarios like, what if a truck breaks down in the turn lane? You stop and wait, or you continue on an alternate route. What is the alternate route? How many alternate routes are there? Now you need directions for every single one of the alternate routes. If there's a traffic jam, do you stay on the highway or do you take an off-ramp or go around another way? How does the steering wheel work? How does the gas pedal work? Like, this is what you have to do with the computer every time. So you have to teach the computer how to react to every possible situation that may come up during a task that it's trying to do. Wow. Right? So it's one thing to just know how to physically create the code and to write the code but then it's you also have to be proficient enough in what you're writing in the code in order to be able to have the foresight to be like this could go wrong this could go wrong this is something i need to fix this is something you gotta fix yep does that make sense yep wow yeah it's yeah everything is about limits which i'll come back to in a second the limit doesn't exist the limit doesn't exist (laughs) the limit approaches zero um, so in 1801, we're going right back to the beginning. Lord Dyne. First computer program was invented by Joseph Jacquard, who was a weaver. A weaver. A weaver. Leave it to weaver. Leave it to weaver. <laughs> <laughs> he created these cards with holes in it. Each card had a different pattern of holes. The machine would then try and push a needle down through the card, but it would only go through if it was in one of the spots where there was a hole. Okay. Right? Like he's weaving like rugs and stuff. Um, if it is a binary process, either the needle goes, or it is a binary process, either the needle, needle goes through or it doesn't, right? If there's a hole there, the needle goes through. If there's not a hole, the needle doesn't go through. So it's a one or a zero. It's a oh, binary okay. process. Sure. If the needle goes through the hole, it would allow a rod attached to it to rise, which would lift the thread into the pattern. If the needle doesn't go through, i.e. no hole, then the rod doesn't move, the thread doesn't move. So if you've got this white rug, you've got black string, you set it up with all these looms, cards, put the card in like a little cartridge and you can get really intricate patterns just by like hole there, no hole here, hole there, no hole here. Okay. So like looking at, I looked up these rugs. I have a picture to show you of these rugs, like this kind of rug. You've seen a million of those kinds of rugs. Oh, absolutely. Right. So if you just go on listeners, if you go on Google and type in like loom rugs or 18th century rugs, it's all those rugs you've seen in anybody's house. 18th century rug. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Um, so that's what I did. And this picture came up and I was like, so that was done with the first computer. Cool. Right. It just goes through a machine and the computer goes thread, thread, no thread, 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 no thread binary. Um, so the math geeks heard about this, what weave it to beaver was doing. And we're like, we now need this. Weave it to beaver. (laughs) We now need this to help us solve math problems and stuff. Sure. Um, in 1937, Charles Babbage invented the analytical engine. It had four components, which are the prototypes for the components of every computer we know today. The mill, the store, the reader, and the printer. So the mill was the calculating unit, like basically the CPU of a computer we have now. The store was where data was held prior to processing, which is like memory and storage in today's computers. 
The reader and printer were the input and output devices. Yeah. So calculations were entered on cards using the same technology as Thelma Houston up there. <laughs> Why did I use the joke of Thelma Houston? I don't know. Thelma Houston, don't leave me this way. Don't weave me this way. <laughs> Thelma Houston, don't leave me this way. Yeah. Weaver, Joseph Jacquard. <laughs> I was trying to use like Cockney rhyming slang. Old Thelma Houston, don't leave me this way. Don't weave me this way. Weaver. Joseph Jacquard. <laughs> I like it. Well done. Well done. I'm impressed. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so the, this computer, the uh, analytical engine, was said to be able to solve any mathematical problem. The thing that made this remarkable was that it could execute instructions in non-sequential order. So it could make decisions where it'd be able to jump to a different instruction depending on value of one part of the mathematical problem. Right, so if it was like some sort of like bed mass or something, yeah, it's like, oh wait, this part is dependent on this other part. It could stop doing something, go on, do a different part, and come back to that. Oh, which is like sort of groundbreaking. Yeah. Um, however, it was actually never completed. This I was like, I was getting through this whole article. I was like, this is amazing. This is crazy. I got to the end of the article. I was like, yeah, I had never finished building it. It's like, well, then how did how do you know it did these things? Yeah, that that sounds a lot. Of do you know why you stopped building it? Because he died. No, no, he wasn't getting results fast enough, and the government stopped funding him. Like, come on, government. <sighs> but Imagine kick, where we could be now. Kicking yourselves in the butt now. Mm. So eventually, punch cards were phased out and replaced with transistors as a way of um, transferring data. But all a transistor does is just create ones and zeros your computer uses to communicate. Sure. So modern-day computers have billions of transistors, but they still carry like the on-off switch, that binary yep. back-and-forth thing. Yep. Um, a computer program is just a text file, but it's translated into code the computer can understand. So if you can go into your computer and find a program and, and view it, you can view it as a text file. It's all those like backslash, word, 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 forward slash, period, colon, whatever. Yeah. So a human writes high-level code. The code is then translated or compiled into a low-level language by a tool called the compiler, and then translated into binary, 1010001, by an assembler. Right? So they type in the code, and the computer will then convert it into computer code. It's possible to write code by just putting in ones and zeros, but it would take so many ones and zeros that it would just be like, it would take, I don't know, years to do a simple process. Sure. So that's why they invented the compiler and the whatever. Oh. Just like you type in your quick thing, and yeah. the computer just converts it to zeros and ones. Oh, okay. So that was, that was my question, is that like, yeah. do people like sit down if they're designing something or, or right. writing, I guess, an algorithm to do something? It, are they like, one, one, zero, zero, one, one, no. zero, 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 one, one. Oh, crap. And then they got to go back and figure out where, like... Right. No, they have a, a shorthand for like, this co this word is... Ten ones and a million zeros. I mean, not that, but you know what sure, I mean? Sure, yeah, yeah. They put that in, and then the compiler will do the one and zeros for them. Interesting. So, yeah. Oh, the document full of lines <laughs> of code. <laughs> the document full of lines of code telling the computer what to do is called a script. Okay. Like, you know, one would read as an actor. As an actor. Uh, it is the script that will make something happen when you click on, like, someone's post on Facebook. Or if you complete a task on a computer and get a sound. So say your laptop beeps when it gets low battery. There will be a script that says, if the battery power hits 5%, make the low battery sound. Yep. Right? Yep. Then this would have a further, if the battery power hits 5% and the computer is not plugged in, make the sound. Or if the battery hits 5%, make the low battery sound, unless the, the sound is turned off. 
So all these parameters have to be taken care of. Sure. Right? It's all about setting limits, covering your tracks. If you tell a computer to count upwards, but you don't tell it to stop at a number, it will just keep counting upwards for forever. Sure. Right? Um, so scripts themselves do nothing until they are compiled and executed. So when you're working on them, the computer doesn't start like making you a slushy halfway through and you haven't even told it what flavor you want yet it's like well I, you know what i mean like the computer doesn't start processing it while it, the coder is typing it up no i it's guess like not they finish it and then it goes to be compiled and then it becomes executed okay um everything beyond this level um is sort of like its own lecture in university like once you got i got here it's like okay everything that branches off now is like a course oh really oh yeah so if this has stimulated, stimulated your interest, then there's much more reading you can do. <laughs> so that's sort of where I stopped. But it really helped me understand like the concept of hackers. Okay. And how with like a vast knowledge of coding, you can just go into a program, change, a, like you can read the code, yeah. change the code and access certain things or add a parameter to go around firewalls or like... Is it, that what they do? Yeah. So, like, there's backdoor hackers. Like, this is why security programs on your computer are so important. So they block, like, the backdoor hackers because um, the backdoor hackers will create a program that will search for any way into the program, anything that's unprotected. So meaning you didn't write in, um, you know... Like the child lock on the car door. Yeah, but, like, you know how I was saying that you have to set all these parameters with yeah, every yeah. code? Yes, so yes, if you yes. didn't set the parameter of, you know closed left window yeah as an experiment if you did every other window but you forgot to close the left one that's how the computer hacker will get in because you nice. can cancel out every single possible thing that's ridiculous isn't it it's how could you possibly think of everything i mean i'm sure they have like a list of like copy paste all these typical ones but still man yeah uh so well i guess at this point in terms of programs and algorithms that have been written they're all just, I guess, building on top of previously built algorithms. For the most part, I would think so. Yeah, you're, like you're any not sort starting of from scratch. No, any sort of no. major video game yeah. will have that foundation. Yeah, any exactly. sort of major computer program will have that foundation. But that's why a lot of computer games will have like those cheat codes or like that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Like some of them are put in there by the programmers for fun. Yes, um, but not all of them. Uh, but the hope is like with a good security system that everything is covered. That's why people invest money in like Norton and all these different companies to be like. Okay, I know I'm protected because they've got it all covered. Interesting. Um, and another thing that they helped me explain, this is, I'm going off to a tangent here. Go on then. Um, but it's a tangent that I'm like, this is the point of the podcast. Knowledge I gained through learning about computer code, to explain it to you, yeah. helped me understand one of my favorite movies of all time, which the is The Matrix. Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. I thought I knew everything there was to know about The Matrix. Buddy, the, the creators of The Matrix don't even know everything that's... Well, here's what I was missing. The whole point of the move, like not the point, but the concept of what the matrix is, yeah, I was not understanding properly, and okay. I didn't know until now. Okay, uh, so I thought of the matrix because they're in a virtual world, right? Yes, they plug into the matrix, they can insert programs into them, yep, and be like, Now you know kung fu, now you know how to fly a helicopter. Um, you just have to know the limits of this virtual world can be bent. And that's what Morpheus is trying to get Neo to understand. It's like, sure, you don't think you can jump over there, but remember, you were in a virtual world. As long as you can get rid of the mental block that you can't jump over there, you can jump over there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I don't know how well you know the Matrix. Very well. Okay. So I realized that the biggest plot point of the whole series I wasn't getting. When Neo takes the blue pill, yeah. 
wakes up in that gross pod thing with all that gel, right? And breaks out. He looks up and he sees all these machines. Yeah. I had to like look up. (laughs) Yeah, you had to look up. I had to do it. Uh, And there's like billions of people plugging these machines. He can see them in rows and rows forever as far as he can see. Yeah. I thought that once they went and got him and gave him the blue pill, that's where they put him when they released him from the Matrix to like get him acclimatized to like being in this new world. Oh, no, 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 no. That's him escaping the Matrix and into the real world. So... I thought he had to get plugged into this pod for like a while, right? Just to like uh, relax, be brought to your weird dystopian rea- reality. And it's like, oh, okay, now you're ready to come to ship. No. But no. No. His body was born in that. Exactly. He's never left that pod before. No, it's actually kind of uh, like, a, like, a, like a rebirthing almost, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was grown by the machines. Uh, he never existed outside the pod, ever. No. Yes. No. no, this is what I didn't understand before. That's this... what I'm trying to tell you. I'm saying, no, he did not exist. Yeah, I'm agreeing yeah, yeah. with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get that at all. Anytime I've watched, I was like, and I always felt it weird. Like, the, I guess because I watched it when I was so young, I wasn't getting grasping the big thing. But I, I understood the concept of like how Morpheus is saying, like, you know, the machines are trying to turn the human being into this. And he holds up the battery. I understood that. I knew there were people who the machines were growing. I didn't realize that Neo and everyone in the Matrix was one of them. Yeah. I thought. He was in the real world for a period. And, but anyway, now I understand it. Yeah. And yeah, like the machines use the energy pods to power themselves and everything. And they're all plugged into the Matrix, which is a program. Yep. Um, but they all think they're living in the 20th century. Yes. I was thinking part of them, there was a period where they were living in the 20th century. But they weren't. No. It's all virtual reality. The machines yeah. gave them the virtual reality thinking they're living their lives, but they've never left your pod. Yeah, exactly. So Morpheus then buys, put themselves in the Matrix, go free people. Yeah, bring them back to the, re- the real they ha- world. They have to, in the Matrix, explain to them they're in the Matrix, and then go take them out of their pod. Exactly. Which is crazy. Crazy. So now it comes to the question, how do they get past the machines to get them out of the pod? What do you, oh, that must be dangerous. It must be dangerous. But, like, think of the risk... To reward. Oh, no, I know. Yeah. But how do they do it? I mean, suspension of disbelief, we'll say. Sure. But yeah, no, I was not. I, that's a whole new thing. It's, I don't know how, why, like, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know why computer code got me there. But it did. I, well, I mean, because the entire thing is about computer code. Yeah. And, like, they literally, like, what's the guy's name? Is it Jax? Is it, um, he's literally the coder. That's his, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm the coder on the ship. Oh, oh, and he gets killed in the first one. Yeah. Um, well, there's a coder. Dozer and... Dozer, yeah. No, yeah. Dozer's his brother. Um, Dozer gets killed, but it's Dozer and... Oh, no. It's like Jack. Tank. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, like, they're literally called the coder. Yeah. All right? And they just yeah. sit down and... Operator. Operator, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, screw me then. <laughs> anyway, so that to me was like, oh, wow. Right. Yeah. He's always been in the pod. Interesting. Yep. Cool. Computer code. Computer code. Cheers. Buddy. I do, like there are still like some question marks for me, but the question marks I think are those university courses. Yeah, I mean, like you know, I said, like, I, I didn't go any further because like you oh, can't. I could pick one avenue and go down it. And oh yeah, no. for twenty minutes this one avenue, but it doesn't make a difference uh-uh. to anything else. No, I just find it miraculous to it be able miraculous. to 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 do something like that and just and how do- it all started with Thelma Houston. That's what's <laughs> mind blowing. Is like a weaver. A weaver was like, I'm gonna. I need to help me make rugs faster. Yeah. So I'll just use this card with little holes in it and mm. use a binary process. And then the comp- the math guys were like, we should do that. Yeah, man. Wild. Yeah. That's just something I, I think I just need to acknowledge that I will never truly understand. 
like like, like people coming up with invention like that. Not 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 the invention, but like the process and how to do it and yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to be good at it and to to really just like have an understanding of it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like and and um, sort of trailblaze it. Like there's no there's nobody you can ask to help you no. figure it out. No, no, no. You no. were the first one doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it's wild. That's interesting, buddy. Um, cool. So let us dive into the world of yes, yes, yes. The Watergate scandal. Very excited. Dun dun dun. It is. Um, yeah. So it's it's really funny because when you brought it up and you're like, I want to know about the Watergate scandal. I have no idea what it is, and I was like, What's the Watergate scandal? I had no idea what it was either. You never heard of it? Zero. No. Nope, but you've heard of, of Watergate. You heard like this phrase Watergate. Never heard of the phrase Watergate. Really? Nope. Oh. I, and it's just, I mean, not to say that I've studied my American presidents, but like and when anyone thinks like President Nixon, Watergate. Yes. It's funny because he did so much in his presidency, like in, in the first term. Yeah. Like he did a lot and there's a lot to think. And, and when I was uh, doing my research, mm. Um, there was a full article about that, yeah. about how everyone just focuses on Watergate and they don't even think about everything that he's done while he was in office because he yeah, did but, do a lot of great stuff. But wasn't Watergate real bad? I mean, I, again, I don't know what it is. Here's the thing: in the scale of things, in my opinion, it wasn't that bad. Okay, I yeah. mean, he got impeached for it. Did he? He did. Dun, dun, dun. And that's that's actually that's the reason why I thought about it. Um, Trump getting not getting impe- impeached. Yeah. And I just finished watching the Hillary Clinton documentary on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And, on uh, Netflix. What did I say? Facebook. Oh, yeah, not <laughs> Facebook. Um, and so I was thinking about that, and I was like, yeah, so they brought up Nixon and how uh, Watergate was such a big thing or whatever. Yeah. It was definitely a big thing. Like, it definitely kind of polarized. Oh, oh. I know why. It's because Clinton wasn't impeached. So mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton was actually, one of her first jobs when she finished law school was working on the Watergate scandal. Really? Yes. So when it came to Bill Clinton's potential impeachment for the Monica Lewinsky thing, she, even though she was like, I'm going to kill him with my bare hands, Mm. she was way in his corner for impeachment. She's like, no, no, no. He's been a great president, yeah. and this is not grounds for impeachment. I know, because I worked on the, all of the grounds of impeachment for for Nixon. For Nixon. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, Well, what do you know about the Watergate scandal? Um... I, I don't really know if I know anything. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I that's why I opened up the the Watergate. And it has said, nothing I know to do nothing. with water. I would, yeah. It has is Watergate no- a place? Yes. Yeah, it's well, something to of. do with. No. I don't... So all you know is that it's President Nixon. It's called the Watergate scandal, and you think he got impeached for it. Yes. Cool. I think that's all I know. Something to do with like, I know there was cover ups involved. Like that's uh-huh. like. And certain people knew certain things and blah, blah, blah. That, I think that's all I know. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give you a little bit of a play-by-play. Okay. And the why is the most important part to me. The okay. rest of it is, is... And, like, to be honest with you, like... And I think it's just because I watched House of Cards and, I mean... Yeah, but that's fiction. Yes. <laughs> but also, like, you know... The Watergate scandal was like this at the time was this huge conspiracy and American conspiracies. And, yeah. And like if you were to think of conspiracies now, I know we talked a little bit about it and doing it or not doing it or talking about it is, is 9-11 and talking about whether or not that was a conspiracy. Right. Right. Um, and that would be 
detrimental yes in every capacity thousands of lives do you know what i mean just yes. that's that's crazy yes right and like the war in the middle east like all of that death like that is completely unforgivable in every capacity yes right? when you compare something like that to this i mean obviously you can't compare it we well, can't compare it because it's only a theory that the, that the other ones are conspiracy but, but what i'm saying is yes. that when i talk a little bit about this is going to be like oh like to me, it's a little like overblown. Like I don't think it's as serious as people made it out to be. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, May twenty eighth, nineteen and seventy two. Bring me back, Jeff. Let's go, buddy. So five burglars made up of predominantly Cuban Americans, ex CIA agents at that, they're oh. flown in from Miami to break in to the Watergate Hotel. The Watergate is a hotel. Okay. Great. Uh, I got there when you said Watergate Hotel. Um, <laughs> uh, the Watergate Hotel also housed uh, a couple of offices and corporate um, areas as well. It wasn't okay. just a hotel. Right. Okay. Um, part of one of their rentals was to the Democratic National Committee office okay. within that building. Right. So the Democrats actually had an office in the Watergate Hotel. All right. Cool. So five people were... Um, I almost said commissioned, <laughs> were hired to go break into that office. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, we Howard, don't know by whom yet. Howard Hunt and oh. G. Gordon <laughs> Liddy. Didn't we say earlier a couple of episodes about asking questions that you weren't supposed to know the answer to yet? Sure, sure. Go on. Uh, Howard Hunt and G. Gordon Liddy contracted them to do it, uh, to complete the break-in. Uh, they were both also ex-CIA operatives. Okay. okay? And both of them work for or worked for the committee to reelect the president. And it was a committee designed to reelect President Nixon. Okay. For Nixon, his second term. Exactly. He was currently in his first office or okay. his first term. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> the committee is acronymed as CREEP. <laughs> committee to reelect the president. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's great. So the two of them were actually head members of that. They hired the five ex um, CIA operatives or the, F the CIA agents okay. to break into the thing. Right. Okay, um, explain the break-in. Well, so what happened was uh, they broke in, obviously. They dressed as normal people, went in around 12 or 1 a.m. Okay. Okay. Uh, they broke into the office and just was ransacking the place. But when they were going through it, what they are actually trying to do was to tap into all of their telephones, trying to take pictures of documents and stuff like that. Because Nixon's a Republican. Correct. Okay. He's currently in office. We yeah. are coming up to the re-election right, campaign. Right, right. Okay. Um, so... They got in, bugged a bunch of stuff, left. About three or four weeks later, yep. realized one of the bugs were down. So they went back in a second time around to try to fix one of the bugs. When they went back the second time, they actually got caught. All of them? Uh, yes. Okay. So when they went into the building, one of the strategies they did is they took tape and they put it on the front of the door hinge. So like, you know how you turn the door knob and yes. that little thing clicks into the door? Yes. What is that called? The thing that clicks in? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. No, but anyways, they taped it the down. The jam, the door jam, but no, it's not. A, no, no, sorry, buddy. Um, the, the it's the door jelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what I'm talking about, though. I the person exactly clicks into the door yes. frame. Um, they would tape that down. So right. when the person left, the door wouldn't close too and wouldn't lock so they can just go right back into the uh, building, okay. right? So when I thought of that, I was like, that's actually a really smart idea. But when they showed it in the video that I was watching, it was this big piece of duct tape <laughs> that went around the whole door and i'm like couldn't they be a little bit more like sneaky about yeah. it like weren't they part of the cia before but um one of the security guards was doing a loop around uh and saw the tape right and immediately called the police okay 
Okay. Uh, the police showed up, but, and this is one of the most important things, is that when the police showed up, there was three undercover cops. Well, they weren't undercover. They just weren't in uniform. Right. And it showed pictures of them, and they were a haggard. <laughs> they looked worse than the criminals who were doing it. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh, I mean, it was the early 70s, yeah. right? And they were just, they, like, they were probably drunk, mm. like, honestly, or high or something. Um, Why were they the ones that showed up then? They just got the call. Well, they were on duty. They probably weren't drunk or high. No, they were off duty is what I'm trying to tell you. Well, why were they the ones who got called? Why weren't there cops on duty who got called? They probably didn't have an on-duty, off-duty cop. It was probably just... Like, you're a cop. Call John. Right. John, what do you John, you live next door. Jump over to the hotel, will you? Yes. Oh, God. There's a break-in. There's a... (laughs) Jesus. All right. Come on. We go, boys. (laughs) Anyways, a couple of them went. Yep. And they had a... uh, A four... uh, The... It was either a sixth or the fifth. I'm not sure. It's either because there was five people who were convicted. Right. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Sorry. It was the fifth one. It wasn't. There wasn't six. There was five. Okay. So one of them was across the street on the top of the building, keeping watch for okay. any cops or anything like that. Right. Didn't notice just normal right. ass of people. Course. Yeah. Right. Until it was way too late. Yeah. Um. Anyways, they uh, arrested them all at gunpoint. Yeah. And they said they were going around the office and said, "Put your hands up." And all of a sudden, 10 hands went up in the air, and they were so thrown off. Anyways, they arrested all of them, okay? Yeah. And uh, brought them into jail, obviously, to, to be questioned of why the hell right. were you in the you Democratic doing? office, yeah. right? Um, so the next day, um, the reports fall on the desk of two brand new, right-out-the-street reporters, Bob Woodford and Carl Bernstein. Okay. Okay. The reporters find, um, through their, I guess, reporting and stuff like that, they found, <laughs> I don't know, they found an address book at the scene of the crime or something right. like that. And the address book had a contact for HH with the address WH. Okay. Which further through the logs and stuff What's like that. What's the name that. Hunt? White House. There we go. Right. Howard Hunt. White House. Yeah. White House. Way, way more. Um, so they started to. <laughs> WH. Wormhole. Waymore. <gasps> Conspiracy. Conspiracy. Um, so they started going, wait, hold up a second. We're coming up to the re-election. WH, wait, hold up. Wait, hold up. <laughs> uh, we're coming up to the re-election. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to break into a bank, but why would these guys break into the Democratic, Democratic office yeah. to steal papers or yeah. to like try to do what they're doing? Uh, and all of a sudden, now they're finding an address book with ties back to the White House. Mm-hmm. They're going, oh, my God, this is way bigger than we could have imagined. Right. So June 20th, the Washington Post. My mom's puts... birthday. Oh, okay. Well... And yesterday. Oh. I how, know. How current. How current indeed. I mean, it was, you know, what, 50, 40 yeah, years yeah. ago. Um, June 20th, the Washington Post puts out a paper linking the former White House official, Howard Hunt, to the five reported burglars. Okay. So all of a sudden they start going, mm-hmm, something, something's a fishy here. Yep. Okay. July, you got some explaining to do. You got some explaining to Howard. do. July 10th, Baldwin, um, the lookout for the burglars, mm. okay, reached out to the FBI to let them know that he had reached out to the creep for guidance, Yeah. Um, which is the committee to reelect the president, Right. Um, but received no guidance. Right? He decided to come forward and testify because he was, as I said, disowned by the committee. Okay. He told the FBI all about Hunt's and Liddy's involvement in orchestrating the break-in on behalf of the creep. Oh. So the guy who was a lookout, because he didn't see the cops coming, yeah. they all blamed him and right. ostracized him out of being a creep. Right. And so 
when they were all going to trial and they were all like being told what to do and what to say and how to do this, yeah. um, all of their legal fees were being paid by the creep secretly. And his wasn't. His wasn't. They gave him no guidance. So oh. he said, screw you guys and yeah. flipped on them. Right. And told them all about Howard Hunt's and Liddy's involvement in orchestrating it. Okay. And orchestrating on behalf of the committee to reelect the president. Right. Right. So October 9th. Uh, one of the reporters, Woodward, meets an old informant that he has had for years. Right. Okay. He informs him that there are members of Creep. They were heavily involved with the break-in and other sorts of political espionage against Nixon's enemies. Mm. <laughs> the informant's nickname was Deep Throat. <laughs> Let's go leave that one hanging. Leave that one hanging. January 20th, Richard Nixon gets reelected. For his second term. Okay. Yeah. Um, obviously, things were brought up and everything was denied. And the White House said they had no involvement. The president said he had no involvement. This is crazy. And moved on. This all came up during the re-election, but he still got yeah, elected. He still okay. got elected. Um, so in his re-election, in his re-election uh, President Nixon takes on John Dean into his inner circle. Mm. John Dean was a young attorney, and he said to him, you need to take care of this Watergate situation, just make it disappear. Right. Right? Uh, so John Dean ended up being kind of his right-hand man, and he was there for all the White House conversations, and he just learned all about it, and okay. was just kind of... Uh, he was there. That's right. it. So as we move forward, the trial of the five burglars and the two creep members, yeah. they're all tried, and they're all found guilty. Yeah. But at, at the end of that, there's actually no evidence at all that was provided to insist that greater powers were at play, okay. i.e. the White House or the president himself. Right. All it was is that the committee to reelect the president was involved, and that is it. Right. Right? It's just a break-in call what it is. Yeah. So April 6th, so ways later, yep. Dean, his internal lawyer that, that he just hired, yep. approaches uh, the FBI and, and, and the press and says that he is going to tell them everything he knows. Okay. He comes out and says, I can't do this anymore. Right. I'm going to spill my beans. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, Dean. April 17th. The president knows now Dean is talking, and he doesn't trust him for obvious reasons. He then asks for Dean's resignation. Okay. He passes Dean a letter with the resignation, already drafted up, and said, you know what? I'm not going to fire you. You just resign. Yeah. And then he let Dean know that he was also going to ask the same of his two other closest attorneys that he's had for the whole time he's ever been president. Mm -hmm. um, and they were, I can't remember. The, I, I almost said I can't remember, but I just didn't write it down. Yeah. Um, Einlichman and Halderman. Okay. They were his two attorneys. And they called them the Berlin Walls. Because no one could get past them. Oh, I yeah. Know. Way better than Deep Throat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many opportunities. Yeah. Uh, so Dean requested that he was like, I want to get the letter for the other two resignations before I accept this. Pretty well, what was happening was Nixon says, oh, crap. Dean's about to spill the beans. Yeah. He's going to blame it on his surrounding staff. Yeah. Not him. And just ask for all the resignation and say, I got rid of all my staff. They're bad people, blah, 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 blah. Right. Right. So Nixon then eventually asked for uh, Ein, Ein Lichman or Eirich Lichman and Haldman's resignation and states, when I went to bed last night, I had hoped and almost prayed that I wouldn't wake up. Nixon he, said? Yeah. That he dreaded the day he had to ask for those two men's resignation letters. Oh. Yeah. Um, the next day, he tells the nation that he believes his own staff were involved with the Watergate cover-up. 
Okay. Yeah. So pretty well all this is is that it stems around that the break-in was, um, I guess, brought about by the president. The president said, hey, go yeah. and break into this office. Yeah. And he told his committee of- for re-election. Yep. Go figure out what the Democrats are doing. Yep. And let's win this election. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so May 17th, hearings begin on the Watergate scandal. Yep. Okay. Uh, Cox is appointed as head attorney and is asked to investigate if the president actually has any dealings or involvements at all. Right. Okay. June 25th, 1973. John D. testifies. He finally gets there and testifies. 245-page statement takes him eight hours. Wow. He quotes all of the things and his dirty tricks campaign and, t- and just spills the beans. July 16th, Deputy Assistant Butterfield is questioned about listening devices in the Oval Office. Okay. Okay. So Butterfield is just obviously the Deputy Assistant and it was just on a whim. Honestly, one of the guys just asking and just went on a whim and said, do you know anything about any current listening devices in the White House? Out of like the 300 questions they asked him, that was one of them. And you watch the video, and he just, Butterfield just stops. He doesn't say anything for like five seconds and goes, yes, I know about listening devices in the White House. Nixon put video, audio recorders in the Oval Office. Yeah. When they, all of a sudden, everyone was like, you know, making notes, and it was just like this, like this huge court, and everyone was yeah. just like doing their job, heads down, marking, making notes. And everyone's head just went up. Like, are you kidding me? There was actual audio evidence that would tell us whether or not the president actually knew about this. Yeah. Right? And so that everyone went, well, this is it. This is all we need. We just need those tapes. We just need those tapes. Yeah. So then Cox goes, well, giddy up then. Plans on subpoenaing the tapes from Nixon's office. Um, It takes him a full week to actually draft the subpoena and send it to the White House. A full week from the moment he knew to the moment the president actually got that. Um, so, I mean, the huge what? question... He took, it took him forever to do it? Like, he should have done it faster? Yeah, he should have been like, right. there's yeah. tapes? Excuse me for, like, five right. minutes. Okay. Let me go subpoena these tapes. Right. Because the second that Nixon knew that they knew about the tapes, he could have just destroyed them. Right. Right? Um, excuse me. The tapes were the president's. Yes. They were his property. They were not the White House's. They were not so the country's. So he had countries. to subpoena the president. Exactly. They, like, the same thing as if you had tapes. Yeah. Like, they were yours, right? The president actually had them implanted in the Oval Office right. for his autobiography. They're his own personal property. So that when he went back to go write his own biography, he, he had the tapes, tapes to recall on. He can go back and relive these conversations wow. and stuff. How hilarious. He just hung himself by his own tapes. Yeah, honestly. By his own greedy need to retell his story and yeah. to relive his, to be specific. his glory, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like... Yeah, there's, well, a, there's a narcissism irony. there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, there is with every president, I'm sure. but Aren't there? Yeah. So anyways, it took him a week. Nixon fights it off for months. For months and months, he fights off those subpoenas to get those tapes. Okay. Right? So he gets so fed up by it, he orders Richardson to fire the head investigator, Cox. He Who's says, Richardson? I guess he's just one of the head... Um, of the investigation. Uh, he's a head of something, I don't okay. know. But he ordered him to fire Cox. Okay. Richardson and his deputy refused to fire Cox. They right. go, no, man, he's onto something, and you're shit out of luck. Yeah. They both end up resigning. Richardson and his deputy refuse yeah. to fire him. They both go, nope, and he demands their resignation, so they both resign. And then uh, Robert Bork, <laughs> Bork, uh, who steps into their position, yeah. 
ends up saying, I will fire Cox. So then they fire the head investigator who is investigating against but President there Nixon. should be... I feel like typically when there's a... Um, what's the word? Like a investigation, but like whatever type of investigation this would be called. Well, it's like, like an internal... An internal, internal yeah, internal yeah, investigation. Internal you affairs, would think yeah. that the... Person in charge of being the investigated crown prosecutor the would be on like a Democrat, a, like approved or like a Congress approved person that the president has no jurisdiction over. Yeah, almost like when President Trump fired everybody who was investigating him. Well, not that one guy, Comey or whatever his name was. He couldn't get fired by the president because he was he was a prosecutor appointed by Congress. Yeah. but like the FBI head. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like those yeah. kinds of things. Yes. Right. Yeah. It sounds so outlandish, but this is just what they did. Yeah. Um, so it ended up being the resignation of the, the, the head, the deputy and the firing of Cox. Right. They called this the day, the Saturday night massacre. Cause three of the highest, like right. just got fired or resigned. Yeah. So there was a Saturday night massacre. Right. right. So the U S freaks out Yeah. and the public demands his impeachment. Yeah. They say he's covering this up. Yeah. He had involvement in this break-in. Definitely. And he's now trying to get rid of anybody who's fighting against him. Yeah. Impeach him right now. Yeah. Right? No one was killed. No one was injured. No. no one was physically harmed. No. They didn't retain any information. They didn't get any information. Right. Five guys broke into an office building. Right. And they're just the, the world is just flipping out that the president is just trying to hide it. They're just He's just trying to cover it up. Right. Right? That he orchestrated and they're covering it up. Right. Um. So anyways, that's it. So the White House announces out of nowhere because all of a sudden the, the, the place is demanding it. So he goes, eventually I'm going to have to turn over these tapes. Yeah. The White House announces that 18 and a half and a half minutes of the tapes were accidentally erased as they were being transcribed for the press. So the president would never, he said he's not going to release the tapes, but he's going to transcribe them and send out the transcript. Okay. And... While they were doing that, transcribing it, his secretary accidentally erased 18 and a half minutes. Okay. <laughs> his secretary reenacts how it happened and like to show how it happened, how it got erased. Right. And the press called it the Rosemary Stretch. <laughs> and when you... <laughs> when you... When you go back and you look at it, it's just this woman stretching back over her right shoulder... Like it's it's I I cried. I thought it was the funniest oh thing I've ever seen. Oh my god! Yeah. Did she reenact it in court? Well, she just reenacts it to the press. Oh my god! To show how she did it. Right. February sixth, nineteen and seventy four. Okay. Nixon dodges federal subpoenas now for six months. Okay. After that, they look at articles of impeachment. Yes. After the, oh, you're not going to give us the tapes, then we're going to impeach you. Yeah. Okay. April thirtieth. Nixon releases the edited transcripts to the public. The tapes it's, itself weren't released. Right. Uh, people were appalled at the things that he was saying, yeah. like the language he used and the things he was saying. I bet. But nothing ever yeah. stated that he had any involvement right. or did anything to try to cover it up. Yeah, but the tapes were edited. 18 and a half minutes. Yeah. July 24th, the Supreme Court demands that he releases the White House tapes completely. Yeah. That's it. They say, that's it. It's now or never. Okay. He does. A recording from June the 23rd, 1972. So that is almost a, just a week after. Yeah. Uh, it is the most devastating. It's right. the smoking gun showing that Nixon tried to cover up the break-in and therefore obstructed justice. Right. He said, it would be very detrimental to have this thing go any further. This involves these Cubans, Hunt, and a lot of hanky-panky. 
what he says. Amazing. Yeah. Welcome to the 70s. Yeah. Uh, four of the five burglars were involved in the failed efforts of the Bay of Pigs in 1961. Mm. He doesn't want to expose other things that they did. Right. So he asks his chief of staff to obstruct the investigation. Right. So he didn't actually say to Creep, go break into the office and find this information for me. He actually didn't orchestrate that at all. Well, he may have, but he didn't say it in this tape. No, he didn't. But what he did do is the second he found out who broke in and what had happened, he then tried to cover it up. He then tried to obstruct But how do you know that? Because it's all out now. They got the tapes. Yeah, I know, I know. But that's only of conversations he had in the Oval Office. Well, yeah, but I mean, I guess guess you're right. Right? Maybe. But like once all this came out, it still found that he didn't actually order the break-in. Well, they couldn't prove that he ordered the break-in. It's not found that he didn't. Uh, it's it's kind of like if you murder one person, but you really murdered three, why wouldn't you just say you murdered three? It's like it's like once you're already in jail for yeah. the rest of your life, why don't yeah. you just say, hey, I actually killed two more people. Their bodies are over there. Right. Like It's, it's kind of like, yeah. why would he continue to lie when he's already out of office and his name is degra- disgraced for the rest of time? I guess because it's better to have a group of people, even if it's a smaller group, say, well, maybe he did. Like, it's better to have the doubt there. Than the certainty of. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I guess. You know? I guess. But, okay, sure. I I guess that part is, I guess, unknown only because that. But at the end of it all, he was just only really held accountable to covering it up. Right. Um, July 27th, an article of impeachment towards Nixon passed, two weeks to be addressed. Mm. Okay. With threat of impeachment pending, he addresses the nation. Mm. August the 8th, 1974. President Nixon resigns effective the next day at noon. Wow. By resigning, he does not get impeached. Right. And he Uh, he also doesn't face criminal trial. Right. So he's the only president to ever resign. Right. So here's my point. If he didn't do it. No, no, no. He he knew he was going to be impeached. It was going to happen. But. But. So yeah, so resigning serves the same purpose. So that's fine. Yeah, but he doesn't face a criminal trial. If he was found guilty, if if more shit got out and he was found guilty of actually ordering that, he could have actually served like jail time. Well, maybe, but I think it was more so of him saying, like, well, like as we just talked about, if you say Nixon, you say you know the Watergate. Yeah, he really wanted to try to separate that as yeah. much as possible and say instead of being impeached and being the yeah. first president to ever be impeached like that right. kind of thing. Yeah, he 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 just wanted to bow out and say you know what no I'm gonna resign. Wow, I, it's like yeah, knowing I, I, you're about to be fired from your job. Yeah, and you, you sit down and your boss is like so. I hate to do this. I resigned here, but you know it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. like exactly. so your record of employment right. says you quit. Um. But it's sketchy. Like if you know what I mean. If you were well, like he knew it was it was going to happen, right? But if he didn't do anything wrong, he would have been like, "Hey, I'm sticking around." I'm no, gonna, but everybody yeah. knew he did wrong. He covered up the investigation. Right, oh, right, right. So even if he didn't order it, no, he still would have gotten shit just for having covered it up. He was going to be impeached. No, 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 was, no I know. That's what I'm trying to but say. But like, yes. he could have even possibly had criminal charges, Ma- maybe even just for covering it up. Maybe I would say definitely. Yeah, well, it's obstruction of justice is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so the big question is why. Why did he do all of that, right? So in 1969, when uh, Nixon originally got elected, he inherited the Vietnam War. Right. Right? It was not his choosing. He just inherited it. Yes. Right? To clean up all the mess. June 13th of 1971, the New York Times 
published what they called the Pentagon Papers. Right. There was these top secret papers exposing the government's calculated expansion plan of the Vietnam War. Right. Which was totally against the public opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the US government was trying was telling everybody back yeah. in the like in the 60s that they were trying to end the Vietnam War. We don't want to be there. We're no. trying to And end they had this. no reason to be there. That's no. not the big thing. They were trying to pull out of Vietnam right. and the public were demanding it like all yeah. those rights and stuff. Yeah. But these papers actually showed that the U.S. government was actually trying to expand wow. and growth and try to take over this war. Yeah. So they just completely exposed the government. Um, Daniel Ellsberg, who was the former military analyst, stole these papers and leaked them. Wow. Nixon claimed it was the most massive leak of classified documents in American history. Yeah. They didn't know what else he had. They had no idea what this dude could possibly have and yeah. what he was going to do with it. Right. So Nixon actually created a special investigation unit called, and he called them the plumbers to patch up the these, leaking information. No, these nicknames are atrocious. They are atrocious. Except for the Berlin Wall guys. They were rocking it. Badass. Yeah. The White House goes on the attack. Yeah. September the 3rd, 1971, the plumbers break into Ellsberg's psychiatrist's office yeah. in the hopes of finding uh, more info on him. Right. Uh, and it's, quote, that maybe he told his shrink what else he knows and right. what else he plans on leaking. Right. His file wasn't in the office. So it's just a waste. Right. The same burglars who were the ones who broke into Watergate are the same ones who broke into that office. Mm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So all of these CIA old ex-CIA guys yeah. were contracted throughout time. Yes, X to, amount of times. To do his dirty work. Yeah. And there are all of these like documentaries and articles and people going on about how Nixon like just had this had this group of people that would just do his dirty work. Yeah. And anybody who got in his way, they would just do stuff, right? Yeah. And he had his little like bandits. Yeah. And he was afraid when when they got caught and arrested for yeah. breaking into this water gate, yeah. which was to be honest, completely innocent, right? I mean like innocent, mm. not like innocent in the fact of like they weren't killing people. No, but they were trying to rig an election, which is No, no, they weren't trying to rig well see, see this is what's funny is that his re-election was one of the biggest landslides in American presidency. Right. He won in almost every state. Right. There was not even close. There's no one even close to coming near him. Right. So everyone says, why would he even try to tamper right, with Right, right, yeah, It yeah. was like 51 to 49. Yeah, maybe try to sway it. Maybe right. try to do something. No. It was, it was, he crushed it. But I guess he didn't know that going in. No, he did. This was six months before the election. There was no brainer he was going to win. But the difference was is that he was one of those people who were like, no, I want it to be 100%. Right. I don't want to win at 95%. I want right. to win at 100%. Right. I want to know what my enemies are thinking about when yeah. they're on the toilet. Yeah. Like, he was that yeah. kind of Obsessive. like... Obsessive. Yeah, and like, yeah. just like... Yeah. To the point, right? Um, and so that's how he got... That's, that's it. They broke in. Like, and he didn't even... I mean, he could have, but... I mean, if he was ordering other people to order them to do a bunch of other stuff throughout the years. I don't buy that. He didn't order them to do that. But like it, it is, it, it's, it's so minute and like minuscule in the grand scheme of things. Like they were trying to tap the phone of like a local, like mayor or governor. It was so minuscule. It just sucked that they got caught. And that was his fear is he was like, 
oh my God, if they dig any deeper and figure out who these guys are, if they find out they're ex-CIA and they find out who is connected to them right. and they find out that they're... Con- so it's almost like more grounds for impeachment though because it's like he was doing so much more shady stuff. Well, that was the thing is that it's like, but oh, they better not get caught for this thing that actually wasn't that bad because they'll find out all the things that were really bad that I was doing. And well, I guess that was his fear all along, which is why he tried to hide the yeah. investigation and cover it up and yeah. and and do all that. And that's what he was being impeached for. Yeah, they truly had no evidence for all the other shady stuff. Yeah, but that's why he was trying to hide it. Yikes! And there's this like very famous picture of him just like doing like the double peace sign, throwing up the double peace sign, and getting in a helicopter and just flying away. He and, like, finished that was it. it. That was it. And they wow. like never saw him again. And so who he had a vice president who then took over? Yep. And within one month, he was exempted of all everything. Just completely forgiven. What's wow. it called? Um uh absolved? Maybe. There's like a word for it. Wonder. That the president can just like You're all forgiven. Oh, um pardoned. Pardoned, yeah. Within a month, he was pardoned. Wow. Yep. Yeah, I think he's a shyster. A shyster. I think he's a shady, shady guy. Yeah, like and but like like I said, like when it, it's to to be impeached or to be accused of impeachment, like that kind of thing, it really sounds like what the Watergate scandal. It sounds like he was like poisoning water. <laughs> this like this like dam that was like going right. into this small Alabama county. I mean, yes, and in, killed in the- all these children, and he was trying to cover up that he was poisoning the well. Well, like, yes, I mean in that. And that that would be a different thing altogether. That would be like you're going to jail and probably serving like, and going a to life the, sentence, de- like, like, death row. You know what I mean? But like, but in terms of being the president, like any obstruction of justice as the president, like you are meant to be held to the highest regard. Yes. So it's like it is, even though it's it feels like oh, it's not a huge thing. It's like it's a huge thing. Oh yeah, it's, it's right? a, it, like it is a big deal. But like in the grand scheme of things, like the way it's it's really blown, it's like it's like okay, so we just try to. Cover up in a, a mild break and entering, a B and E. Yeah, but the reason for the break and entering for me, it's not, I think I don't think it's as mild as you think it is. I feel like it's. I mean, yes, it's mild in that like no one was harmed or anything. Yeah. But it's just like you were using your power as the president, which is like the the country yeah. has put power in you, the resources to their yeah. resources, and the and they voted for you to uphold justice and uphold like if someone breaks the law. Like, you are the head of the country. You yeah. are, you know, you appoint the Supreme Court justices. You do all this. Now, all of a sudden, you're breaking the law. You're ordering people to break into a place to help you in an election that should be completely... Yeah, but, but he didn't order them. He's, yeah, but he may have. And Okay, well, he also could have killed them. Even if he found out someone in his staff did it, uh-huh. it's his duty then to say, okay, I wasn't a part of this. You're fired. You should never have done that. You just broke the law. Sorry, mm. bye. But they weren't a part of the staff. Yes, they were. The committee to reelect the president had nothing to do. Like that that wasn't a yeah, part but of his staff. I don't think he was oblivious to it. I think that's I think super no, no. naive. I I think if you listen to the recordings, he was actually oblivious to that particular break in. I think he wasn't oblivious to the shenanigans and the hanky panky. <laughs> like he knew there was hanky panky and he ordered hanky panky. Yeah. But I think like he wasn't sitting there in one afternoon being like, Okay, Howard Hunt, I need you to go break into the Democratic committee office. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I mean do yeah. this. He didn't orchestrate it, right? The committee and well, those we don't two know. Guys, he might have. But I yeah, I yeah. get I get that. Like if what he, I'm thinking about is that he sat back and then he tried to cover up the break in. 
Now, all the other hanky-panky on the side, like, yeah, that yes. could have been detrimental. And that's why he covered it up is because of the other well, shit. That's exactly what we've already it. said. But, yeah. 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 But either way, it's like, as president, to be that shady. Yeah. Like, you can't be shady oh, and be no, the you president. Can't, you can't be shady at all. So it is a big deal. It, it, it's definitely a deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a deal. It's definitely, like, it's the same thing as, like, Clinton being impeached for... No, it's not. I because did not have sexual relations with that but woman. But it isn't. Because the only thing he did wrong is something that anybody could do wrong. What he did wrong had nothing to do with the fact that he was president. What Nixon did was obstruct justice. But anyone can obstruct justice. But not in the same way. You were at the highest possible level. What you're obstructing justice of is that people... You're, you're covering up a, a break and enter that may not have been that bad to cover up illegal things you asked ex-CIA agents to do. Yeah, just so that it couldn't have been uncovered. Yeah, yeah. Right, and so that none of you went to jail. Whereas Clinton was like, you can't go to jail for having sex with an intern when no. she was consenting. No. Right? Yeah, you're right. So it's like, it's not nearly, it's well, way not worse then that. anyways. You can now. What do you mean you can now? Well, sexual assault. Yeah, but he didn't assault her. It was consensual. But apparently not anymore. So, well, not apparently, but sexual assault right now, if you're in a position of power, even if the person is saying they oh. willingly consent, if you're in a position of power, they can't. I mean, who can really you can consent still to that? With. Right, 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 right. Because it's like, it's the power, like it's the president. He was like, I was just overwhelmed. Right. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, same thing as like a police officer or like your teacher, or right? Something like that. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, there's a lot of gray there, buddy. It's definitely a good conversation, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the most heated we've ever got. <laughs> <laughs> well, something that happened in the 70s. Like, no, it's good, though. It is great. I, and love, I, a, I love a scandal. As soon as you put scandal on it, I'm like, yep, tell yep, me more. Giddy up. But, like, when, I, when you were like, tell me about the Watergate scandal, yeah. I was like, oh, man, like, who did he kill? I full on thought that like if a president killed someone, you but know. like as a scandal or, or never, a conspiracy, I mean, or you know, I'm sure the government has killed people and we don't know. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. Like the yeah. first thing I did was when I googled it, it was like President Nixon resigned. He was never impeached. He was never yeah. held accountable to his actions. Yeah, he resigned before he could be. Interesting, right? And then he was pardoned. Yeah. So like I was like, okay, so it could have been anything. Like I was like, let's let's figure it out. Well, honestly, I thought he was like. You know, he was the head of some oil company that he was trying to drive, and he, like, did some weird president thing where they gave him the contract. Right. And they, like, poisoned the well at the Watergate. Like, and then, like, it was just, like, that's what I expected. Right. And what I got was is that five Cuban-Americans broke into an office building where there was nothing there but documents. Right. They got caught, and he just tried to cover it up. Yeah. I was like, man. But for a president, that's why it's a thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I mean— for anybody, like and, you shouldn't yeah, break the anybody, law. No, but anybody else, it'd be like a week long story. For the president, it's like, no, man, it says right yeah. here you can't do that. And like, <laughs> I wish I had the list of things that he did, but he announced a lot of, like, he did a lot of great things as president, right? And a lot of actual great things came from the Watergate scandal. Right. I wish I also had those, um, like the, um. Like, there were certain powers that the president has and does not have that seem uh, common sense to us now, but that were put into place because since that of happened. that. Yeah. Ah. A, lot, a lot of things happened. Like, they were like, there. oh, he was able to do this because blank. We need to make sure. Like, yep, I'm I'll, sure, like, tapping his office. Like, there was, there was all the, sorts the president of cannot make his own office because of uh, privacy reasons. Yeah. Privacy yeah. impeachment. You must agree to all terms and services. But yeah, I think it was super interesting. Super interesting. Yeah. yeah, I'm not disappointed at all. 
I'm glad you're not. No. No. No, because you said you were sort of like expecting more. That's all. I didn't mean like I expected uh, to be disappointed. You uh, were just like, I expected it to be murder. But I'm not disappointed. I think that was really good. Thank you. I thought you were saying you weren't disappointed in my performance. I wasn't, but I also didn't expect to be. But I'm not mm. disappointed by the the outcome. the story, the actual the, story. the actual Watergate scandal itself. I like it a lot. As do I. Yeah, we're we're ramping up. We got to do our conspiracy theory episode. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think the Watergate scandal is actually a conspiracy. No, it's not. It's, it's proven. Fact. It's no, factual, yeah. right? But it just it got me thinking about conspiracy theories. Me too. And we should do them. And how entwined, uh, I guess, American history is with deception, deceit, and... I know. When I think conspiracy theories, I mean, it's also just because we're in the Western world, so that's what we hear about. But, like, that's all I think about is American conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Like, does did Trump really do anything to rig the elections? Yes. I'm Did pretty, Russia get involved with I'm our pretty election? sure it's been proven that he has. Well, if that was the case, he would be impeached. No. Yes, he should have been. I think, it, I think. I mean, I haven't looked into this enough, but I'm pretty sure there's proof there was collusion and contact. A collusion. Collusion. Um, collusion and contact with Russia uh-huh. by Trump and that there was um, funding through, like, that's what was found in this report. And because, I mean, he those articles of impeachment were up and they went through the whole process and the Republicans didn't the Congress, the Republicans in Congress um, didn't enough of them didn't vote for him to be impeached. Yeah, like, there was a vote for him to be impeached by Congress and other, the Republicans just all like stuck together and they're like, nope, we don't care what the information you just told us is. We are not impeaching him. OK. Yeah, it's insane. Silliness. Oh, yeah. He had his rally last night, I think, or tonight. Like, the big old rally of, like, the yeah. he was going to have for the re-election campaign of, like, the thousands and thousands of people during COVID. Yeah. Weeding them out, buddy. This is natural selection. Honest God. Yeah. Just COVID. Grabbing hold of them. COVID. COVID. Yeah. But here we are here at we the are. end of episode eight. Yep. Snowman episode. The snowman episode. Oh, I like it. You know, a little eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. The Watergate Snowman. <laughs> it's a terrible sports team. I would not go sports watch them. Sports team, buddy. What would you think it was the Watergate Snowman? I don't know what I was thinking. Are we the thinking, Watergate Snowman? I was thinking Snowman as like a last name, like Frederick Snowman. <laughs> <laughs> Fred Bilgedung. Fred Bilgedung. Yeah. Poor old Fred. Oh, poor old Fred. Anyways. As always, we are so happy to be doing what we're doing, and we hope everyone's enjoying what we're doing. If you are, make sure you go and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Splaincast. Uh, one thing that is super important to us right now is trying to get people to listen. If you haven't listened, uh, throughout this last week, if uh, you haven't listened to the other episodes that we've had uh, released, go back and listen to them, rate them, comment, and make sure you uh, do us a favor and actually comment uh on the podcast, on Apple Podcasts, if that's how you listen. Let us know how you feel. Tell us all about it. We found out you can't review on Spotify. Review was the word I was looking for. I kept saying yes. comment. Please comment. Yeah. No, please don't go on our Facebook page <laughs> and just comment. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. No, go where it matters and go where the podcast, the Apple yeah. podcast and... Rate and review. Review. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot review. it again. But yeah, you cannot review on Spotify, we have now learned. No. So... Just go listen on, well, listen on Spotify, but then go to Apple Podcasts and do the rate and review because it goes a long way. It gets us up on the charts. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Takes us down from number 
100,972 <laughs> up to like 99,000. Yeah, maybe. Um, It'd be a big jump. It's a big jump, I know, but it could happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want to send us a topic, um, like, you know, right now we're talking about conspiracy theories. If there's a conspiracy theory you want to hear about or anything, nope. um, send it in at info.splainin at gmail.com. We hope you learned something this week. And if you didn't, there's always next Some uh, jingly jangly ice, jingly jangly ice. Well.